my. My, my, my. Now just keep it going, but give it to Jesus tonight. Just keep it going and give it to Jesus tonight. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, my, 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 my. What an introduction. I told somebody I've been to two county fairs and a goat roping. I've never heard nothing like that before in all my life. Thank you, Bishop. Thank you so much. My wife and I have a mile marker in our life and our ministry. It happened in Knoxville, Tennessee. It happened on a general conference night when our general superintendent, Bishop Steve Wilson, was preaching. He was preaching on the value of one dollar and what one dollar could do. God got a hold of my wife and I that night and we literally laid in the floor there in that civic center and I believe that we were some of the last to go home. We stopped looking at what we didn't have and we started looking at what we had and we started sowing into the mission field and that is a pivotal point in our ministry, in our church. It turned our church. One message from Bishop Steve Wilson on the value of one dollar turned the whole dynamic and vision of First Apostolic of Maryville. Bishop, thank you so very, very much for that message. You have your Bibles tonight and would turn with me to the book of Genesis, chapter number 7, verse number 12. Thank you. Uh, I, tomorrow night I'm going to... Uh, Tomorrow night I'm going to have a long list of thank yous for the hospitality that has been extended to my wife and I uh, this week. We have been staying at the uh, Potts Camp uh, Royal Hilton Hyatt Hotel. And I, I want you to know one of the finest rooms that anybody would ever stay in. And I'm just Tomorrow night I'm going to say a whole lot of things about a lot of, 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 of hospitality that's been shown uh, to us. But the music, um, I think that music will either um, cause one of two effects upon you. They needed the man of God to prophesy, and it's, all, it's, it's interesting that the man of God asked for a musician to come. And the musician played, and the hand of the Lord came upon him. And each night as this choir is sang and, and the music is played, the hand of the Lord has come upon me. And I feel the hand of the Lord upon me tonight. And I want to challenge you tonight. I want to challenge. I asked your district superintendent, I said, I am going to challenge this congregation tonight. And so from Genesis 7 and 12, And the rain was upon the earth, 40 days and 40 nights. Everybody say 40 days and 40 nights. Go to Genesis 7 and verse number 17. And the flood was 40 days upon the earth. And the waters increased and bare up the ark. 
And it was lift up above the earth. Everybody say 40 days. 40 days. Father, tonight, Lord, we have gathered for the sake of your kingdom. Lord, if there's anyone here tonight that needs the Holy Ghost, you will give it to them. Lord, if there's anyone here tonight, God, that needs healing, deliverance, God, but most of all, we need to reach this world. God, whether you heal us or not, we need to reach this world. Lord, touch us tonight, and I'll give you praise and honor and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Give the Lord a hand of praise as you seek Him. I have only preached this message, I have only preached this message one time. A few months ago, at First Apostolic of Maryville on a Sunday, the Lord began to deal with my heart about numbers in the Bible and the symbolic meaning of numbers. And I, I studied to present a message that I really thought to myself, God, I want to have an ending to this message. I, I want to do more on this Sunday evening than just to preach to the church and tell them about the symbolic meaning of numbers. Because I believe that preaching ought to always have an ending. And that ending should be that we tell people about the only saving message. The death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and G Savior, Jesus Christ, who is the Almighty God. Who is the Almighty God. It was a mystery, but now it has been revealed to us. So I studied for some time numbers and the symbolic meaning of numbers and the number one uh, of unity. The number two is a symbolic uh, of a witness. Uh, he sent the disciples out two uh, by two. The number three is the symbolic meaning of perfection and completion. The number four was the symbolic meaning of the earth. We have four directions. We have four seasons. The number five was the symbolic meaning of grace we have five types of offering in Leviticus. The book of Psalms is divided into five sections. We have five books of law. The tabernacle contained five curtains and five pillars and five sockets and five bars and the altar was five cubits by five cubits. I studied the number six and the number six is a symbolic meaning of humanity and man was created on the sixth day. Man labors six days, and slaves only had to serve for six years. I studied the meaning of seven, the number seven, and we know that there's uh, seven churches and symbolic of seven spirits. I studied the number eight, and the number eight is a symbolic of a new beginning. Christ appeared eight times after his resurrection. God saved eight people from the flood. Newborns were circumcised on the eighth. And I'm just going on. This is what I was preaching. I've only preached it once before. 
Number 10 is the, symbolizes the earthly government. 10 tribes, lost tribes, 10 commandments. Tithe is the 10th of our earnings. 12 would be the number of spiritual authority. 12 tribes, 12 apostles. Jacob had 12 sons. God ordered 12 loaves of bread, unleavened bread to be presented in the temple each week. 30 symbolizes dedication to a calling. Errant and Eric priests were initially dedicated at the age of 30 years old. Christ began his ministry at 30 years of age. David was 30 years old when he began to reign over Israel. Then I came to that number 40. And in my prayer and what I felt God wanted symbolized was the number 40. And I had studied that Moses lived 40 years in the desert and 40 years in Egypt and was on Mount Sinai 40 days. Jonah preached in Nineveh 40 days. Ezekiel slept on his right side for 40 days and the list goes on and on. 70 is a number of a, a symbolic number of judgment. God provided 70 priests for Moses in the passing of judgment. 70 years the Israelites kept, were kept in Babylonian captivity. And then probably the number that we mo know most of all is the number of 666. That number 666. And I'll tell you what I would like to introduce about that number is John chapter 6 and verse 66 says they were offended with him and left him. That's the, that's the 666 I'm concerned with tonight. So Brother Vasquez and our district superintendent, Brother Porterfield, I had this, what I just presented to you, folded up, it's 525, I'm headed from my office to the prayer room. I folded my notes. In my mind, I was trying to think, how will this have an ending? As I stepped out of my office, I could about take you to the place I was between my office and the prayer room. And the gentle voice of God spoke to my heart. And he said, it's not about the 40 days. It's about the 41st day. And so on my way from the prayer room, and I must admit, in the prayer room, I knelt, but I had my Bible open. And I had spent all that time trying to talk about the 40 days when God wanted me to look at what happens on the 41st day. You see, the Bible says that it rained for 40 days and 40 nights. That completes 40. But it was on the 41st day that the ark was lifted from the earth. Can you imagine working on something for 120 years and really not knowing that it was going to do what you hoped it would do, but all doubts were removed on the 41st day. The 41st day, a long sigh was given because the 41st day revealed that we've not wasted our time. The 41st day revealed it's worth it all. 
when they could hear the screams of drowning humanity on the inside of that ark on the 41st day was a family that was safe and secure. Would you give the Lord a hand right now? But now, thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah to God. But now they ride the storm out and the ark takes and has a jolt that happens to it. Noah doesn't know it, but the ark has come to rest on Mount Ararat. But the Bible says, but the Bible says in Genesis chapter 8, Verse number six. And it came to pass at the end. Somebody say end. It came to pass at the end of 40 days. At the end of it. At the end of 40 days. That Noah opened the window of the ark which he had made. So thank God not only do we see here that what we've worked, what we have worked and given our lives to works But on the 41st day, the light begins to shine again. For how many months they were in that ark, wondering, is this all there is to life, just a storm? It would be on the 41st day that Noah would take that covering off and Noah would let out that dove. And that dove would be that messenger that would let them know that things were growing again. Now, I don't want to get on this, but I'm just going to touch on it tonight because he let that dove go out that window and that dove never came back. But I got news for you. I found that dove again because our lovely Lord Jesus was being baptized. And the Bible said the Spirit like a dove came down upon him. Can I tell you, God wants us to understand tonight that your trial of your 40 days, your weariness of your 40 days, life is not about your 40 days. It's about your 41st day. Somebody in this district tonight is going to have a 41st day. You have weathered your 40 days. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. You are going to have a 41st day. Do you believe that tonight? Do you believe that? If you believe that, would you shout yes right now? I'm going to have. I'm going to have. I wish you would say it with me. I am going to have a 41st day. Oh, I begin to go through the Bible. Brethren, I begin to go through the Bible. And I begin to find 40 all through the Bible. I found in Exodus chapter 16, verse number 35. And the children, Exodus 16, 35. And the children of Israel did eat manna 40 years until they came to a land inhabited. They did eat manna until they came to the borders of the land of Canaan. How many years did they eat manna? Forty years. But Joshua 12, excuse me, Joshua 5 and verse number 12, look at this. And the manna ceased on the morrow after they had eaten of the old corn of the land. 
neither have the children of Israel manna anymore. They did eat of the fruit of the land of Canaan that year. So if I've eaten manna for 40 years in the wilderness, God didn't just give us the wilderness to stay in the wilderness. I don't subscribe to the group of people that are always going through a trial. I know we go through trials. God knows I've been through trials. God knows we go through the wilderness. But I don't believe it's God's will that our whole life is spent in the wilderness. He said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You see, sometimes God didn't save us so it could always be about us. We have got to reach a lost and a dying world. You were saved to be a witness. You were saved to testify. You wasn't saved so God could serve you. You were saved so you could serve God. The 40... Now, I'm, I, am not, I am not the originator of this. But in Egypt, they didn't, have, they, they didn't have enough. In Egypt, not enough. In the wilderness, just enough. But in the promised land, more than enough. Well, I'm not in Egypt anymore because I didn't have enough in Egypt. And I don't believe that Mississippi District, we need to stay in the wilderness of just enough. I believe that God has brought us through this thing called COVID. I personally believe that COVID was a scheme that God allowed to be unleashed, but the church has bobbed to the top and we have come back. Somebody said, you think you'll ever get back to normal? No, it's not gonna get back to normal. We're gonna get back to than what we were before we went into COVID. Churches are going to be bigger. We're going to be supporting more missionaries. In Egypt, not enough. In the wilderness, just enough. But I'm in the promised land and it's more than enough. 41st year, the 41st day. Exodus chapter 24, verse number 18. Hear this very closely. Moses went up, Exodus 24, 18. Moses went into the midst of the cloud and get him up in the mount and Moses was in the mount, oh, there it is, 40 days and 40 nights. You know what he got in the mount while he was there 40 days and 40 nights? He got direction. Too many people want a demonstration. Oh my God. We don't need to be spoon fed. The Lord doesn't have to pull one more rabbit out of the hat. I don't have to have one more miracle for me to believe that he is God. Not another person needs to be healed. Not another unusual financial blessing needs to be given. Apostolic Church Mississippi District, we don't need a demonstration. We need direction. We need direction. I don't need demonstration. I know, Brother Chester, God is real. I know that God is a healer. I know that God can do anything. But what I need tonight is direction. I need for God to show me which way to go. I need God to tell me which door to knock on. I need God to tell me who to witness to. 
know it. Man, I'm going to tell you something. You may be seated. If you can't preach at the Mississippi camp, turn your license in. Moses is getting direction. He's getting the plans to the tabernacle. He's getting the commandments. He's getting the priesthood. He's getting directions for a delivered people. They should not, these people should not have needed a demonstration. If the ten plagues wasn't a demonstration enough, you're never going to believe God. If you couldn't watch a Red Sea being split, they didn't need another demonstration. Delivered people need direction. Delivered people need direction. So I wish God would come down and do something for my marriage. I wish we could come up there and get you to lay hands on us and, 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 and something would happen in our marriage. Can I tell you, if you're Holy Ghost filled, water baptized, your marriage doesn't need a demonstration. Your marriage needs direction. And I've got them. Husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church. I'm, I'm talking about some direction now. Husband, love your wife as Christ loved the church. Give yourself to your wife. Pour yourself into your wife. Wives, see that you reverence your husband. If you will listen to those directions, you can stop following every person that's gonna bring fire out of his fingertips. Marriage tonight, you got a marriage on the rocks tonight. You don't need a demonstration. You need direction. Well, I hope this is all right tonight. I hope this is all right tonight. I've seen people, I've seen churches develop an appetite for for stories that tell about demonstration. And unless you're preaching angels coming in through the door and all kinds of, of things happening, unless you're preaching that, they're right with you. But when you start giving them some good old Wednesday night, Sunday morning direction. Uh, my son, our son Nolan, we were coming back from a meeting. We'd heard somebody preach. And he said to me, he said, Dad, them stories are pretty neat, he told tonight. I said, I said, yeah, if they're true. If they're true. I'm telling you, what made my story a little bit believable last night was those pictures on the screen. You know, we got a man in our church. Yeah, I, I know it can happen because we got a man in our church that my son felt led. He asked me one Sunday night. He'd been praying, fasting. Nolan said, Dad, can we have a prayer line tonight? Sunday night? I said, sure, Nolan. That, you know, that's kind of made me feel good that I've got a son that wants to have an old-fashioned prayer line. And uh, so we had an old-fashioned prayer line. We got a man in our church that got sick and went blind, legally blind. He came through that prayer line. What I didn't know is Nolan was believing God 
to heal Brother Kenneth Kirby. Kenneth Kirby came through that line and my son laid hands on him and prayed for him. And after service, Nolan was a little down. He said, Dad, I was just believing God tonight that God was going to heal Brother Kirby. He said, as a matter of fact, Dad, I felt like God told me he was going to heal Brother Kirby. I said, Nolan, if God told you, number one, let me say, let's tell you some things. There's some things that may not be the will of God, but it was good that it was in your heart. It was not the will of God for David to build the temple. But the prophet said it was good that it was in your heart. There's some things that are good that's in your heart, but doesn't necessarily mean it's the will of God. I said, Nolan, it's good that you have that kind of spirit. You want to pray for people. You want to see them get the Holy Ghost. Well, Wednesday night, that was Sunday night, Wednesday night rolled around. Nolan was running a little late for musicians practice before church, and he wanted to get there because uh, he don't like his sister getting on to him for being late for musicians practice. So he hadn't got his tie on. and He kind of had his tie halfway around his neck. And he walked in the church and Brother Kirby was over leaning against the wall. He said, hey, Nolan, come here. And Nolan thought, man, I'm late. To, I, I'm going to be late. Fallon's, you know, Fallon's, you, I, I got to be in there. For, you know, all that. And, and uh, he said, oh, okay, Brother Kirby. And Brother Kirby said, Nolan, you going to go in the auditorium with your tie messed up like that? <laughs> Nolan... Nolan looked down and he, he said, I can see that you don't have your tie around your neck, Nolan. And he said, Nolan, let me tell you what happened. He said, Monday morning I woke up and the ceiling fan over my bed, I could see it. And said, for a moment I thought that somehow I was just in a position where the blood was just right in my body that I was seeing a faint shadow of the fan going around. But said, as the day went on, I began to see clearer and clearer and clearer and clearer. So I'm gonna tell you that tonight because I don't want you to write me off that I don't believe in the miraculous. I do believe in the miraculous. But what we need in Pentecost tonight is not the demonstration as much as the direction. I may need a demonstration out under a tent on the side of the highway. I may need a demonstration when I've got sinners here. But when it's the church of the living God, give me some direction. Give me some direction. Somebody shout 41st day. Say it again, 40 first day Moses is on the mountain he's getting the plans to the tabernacle he's getting the plans to the priesthood he's getting directions for them they'll have the presence of Shekinah glory of God in their midst he's getting the plans for the tabernacle he stays 40 days he is coming down from the mountain it is the 41st day but what God has on the mountain for the 41st day those down below can mess up their 41st day. Because Exodus 32 and verse number one, and when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron, said unto him, up, make us gods which shall go before us. For as this Moses, that man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we wrought not what is become of him. 
So listen, Moses is coming down with direction for the 41st day. But the people have decided that they have given up on Moses and they have given up on their 41st day. And they make a calf like they had in Egypt. They took the gold, listen to this, they took the gold that they had that God intended to build a tabernacle and they used the gold to build a golden calf. They then, they then built an altar and they began to try to worship the I am, I am around an image of Egypt. And anytime you try to worship God in a worldly way, it'll always cause you to strip to your shame. Because it did not make them better people. It made them morally worse. They begin to take their clothes off. They begin to lay naked. Here comes the man of God down on the 41st day with direction. And they've done went and messed up their 41st day. I'm here tonight by the word of the Lord to tell somebody in this congregation or somebody watching by way of the World Wide Web, your 41st day is around the corner. Don't mess it up. God is about to give you your 41st day. You're going to be tempted to give up. You're going to be tempted to say there's nothing to this prayer room. There's nothing to this daily Bible reading. There's nothing to this tithing offerings. There's nothing to this coming to church. But I've got to tell some new convert tonight, don't mess up your 41st day. Your 41st day is on the way. You don't know what I've been listening to. Yeah, I do. You've been listening to Goliath. Because the Bible says in 1 Samuel 17, verse 16, and the Philistine drew near morning and evening and presented himself. When did David show up? On the 41st day. 40 days. Oh, Goliath had been coming out there. 40 represents a season. We've listened to Goliath long enough. He has trash talked you long enough. He has told you that your church is not going to grow. He has told you that you suffered a split that you never will recover from. He has told you that you have a stigma on your ministry that you're never going to recover from. And as long as you let old Goliath just beller, he's going to keep bellering and bellering and bellering. But thank God there's a son of David and he's on his way. He's coming on the 41st day. Nobody has shut Goliath up. The Old Testament couldn't shut Goliath up. All the Old Testament prophets couldn't shut Goliath up. But God became a man. And he said, what are you doing? He said, I'm going to shut him up. I'm going to shut Goliath up. Oh, it's time. It's time, church. It's time, church. We're destined for our 41st day. It's coming, church. Just as sure... God spoke to me. God spoke to me. And he said, it's not about 40. It's about the 41st day. I want you to get your mind on what I'm going to do.
the 41st day. When did David kill Goliath? On the 41st day. Just praise him for a moment. Just praise him. The 41st. God is praising. You don't need a demonstration tonight. You don't need a demonstration tonight. You don't need a demonstration tonight. You need direction tonight. You don't need another chill bump. You don't need another unexpected check in your mailbox. You need direction tonight. The church needs direction tonight. We must have direction tonight. And that direction is the mission of souls. Souls. The Bible says, and you may be seated for a moment. The Bible says that Jonah, in Jonah chapter 3, verse number 4. And Jonah began to enter into the city a day's journey. And he cried and said, it's interesting here. He cried and said, yet 40 days. And Nineveh shall be overthrown. But they begin to prepare and repent. And the Bible says, and God saw, verse number 10, and God saw their works that they turned from their evil way. And God repented of the evil that he had said that he would do unto them, and he did it not. He said, in 40 days, Nineveh's over. In 40 days, it's done. In 40 days, destruction's coming. But they begin to pray. And they were waiting to see if God would answer. Because just as sure, Brother Mark Bishop, as the midnight hour struck and they entered into their 41st day, I can hear the whole city of Nineveh sigh. It worked. I can hear them say, oh, we're not going to die. The 41st day has dawned on us. I wonder tonight if we could preach faith enough to where you would say, I believe God would give us a 41st day. Some of you have been wrestling with things in your life. You have grown accustomed to fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. You are a witness. You are a testifier. You are an anointed vessel. You are somebody that God wants to use to bring lost and dying souls to your church so your pastor can preach to them. But if the devil can keep you in the valley listening to Goliath, he is just so content in doing that. But I believe that there's a camp meeting going on. And I believe right now that there's a group of people in Potts Camp, Mississippi that are saying, I want my 41st day. I want my 41st day. I gotta have my 41st day. I gotta have it. I've gotta have my 41st day. God's got some direction for our church. I want to say it again. The devil has lied to ministers. The devil has lied to some of you pastors that are here. Some of you have ran more in the past that you're running right now. And the devil has told you that you will never go back to the numbers of the good old days. But you will never go back if you listen to Goliath. But if you can just believe God, that God can give your church a 41st day. Hey, 
you. It'll turn with you. Your marriage can have a 41st day. Your children can have a 41st day. Won't you stand with me tonight? Luke chapter 4, verse number 1. Luke chapter 4, verse number 1. Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led of the Spirit into the wilderness. Being tempted, I wish somebody would shout it. Being tempted. Huh? How many days? Being tempted. Forty days tempted of the devil. And in those days, he did eat nothing. And when he was ended, he afterward hungered. Forty days. Hit me with your best shot, devil. Forty days. But there's always a 41st day. And the 41st day happened in Luke chapter 4, verse number 14. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him through all the region round about. Hey, you've never been as popular as you're going to be when God gives you your 41st day. See if you can catch on to this with me tonight. Acts chapter 1, verse number 1. The former treatise, Have I made oath Theophilus of all that Jesus both began to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up. After that, he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs being seen of them. Forty days. Speaking unto them of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God and being assembled together with them commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem but wait for the promise of the Father which saith he you have heard of me for John truly baptized with water but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence 40 days but the 41st day happened in Acts chapter 1 verse number 12 then returned they unto Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is from Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. And we're in the temple. Praising God. Praying. You know what day that was? 41st day. So I, I, I thought you'd go over to Acts chapter 1 and when the day of Pentecost was fully come. No, that's the 50th day. But you can't have your 50th day until you've had your 41st day. See, your Pentecost is not coming to your marriage. Your Pentecost is not coming to your church. Your Pentecost is not coming until your 41st day. I've done been through this once. I've done been through this once with our entire church. I've only preached this message. This is the second time because I have never felt led since I preached it that Sunday night a few months ago. I have never felt led because I just don't think you ought to preach something just to be preaching something. I've never felt that. But God spoke to my heart this week and said, I want you to tell, I want you to take the Mississippi district, 
Notice it'll go with you again. On that 41st day journey. I'm going to challenge you tonight. I'm going on it starting tomorrow. I counted up the days. If we start tomorrow, our 41st day will be September 1st. It From tomorrow to September 1st is exactly 41 days. I'm hungry for God. I'm not hungry for demonstration. I'm hungry for direction. And so I want to challenge you tonight. We may not end with, 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 with a, a, a shout, but that's okay. The 41st day will bring that. There's some things you've been praying for. And I want you to start with me. I want you to start with me. Could we just, could we right now, just, just everybody in this building, I want you to just lift your voice and your hands right now. Da, 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 mama, kere, you listen to me just for a moment just look up here at me just for a moment I'm starting my journey tomorrow on the last night of the last day of our camp we'll begin my first of a second round of 41 days 41 days I want to challenge you tonight district superintendent I told you I was going to challenge them and you gave me permission I want to challenge you I want to get in the role right now, not as your camp speaker, but your general superintendent. I want to challenge you for the next 40 days to give God at least 40 minutes of your time. 40 minutes of your time. That time can be divided up in prayer and Bible reading. But a minimum, I want you to give God 40 minutes of your time I want you to bring into the presence of God what you have been battling with for years I want you to keep it before the Lord and I'm going to go ahead and tell you this somewhere around the 20th day you're going to fight hell like you have never fought hell because there isn't anything the devil fears more than consistency Hell doesn't matter if you pay your tithe one Sunday. It's at that 12th time that he gets afraid of. Hell doesn't care if you come to church for one whole week and don't miss a service. He just hopes that you don't just make a habit of it. You'll face it. I did. On that 20th day, somewhere in that 20-day time, it was as if I could hear the, the, I could feel the hot breath of hell on the back of my neck saying, this is silly. You're wasting your time. Stop bringing that before the church. You've got the people expecting that something's going to happen on the 41st day. 
You, you're you're going to build them up and there's people believing that God is actually going to do things for them. Can I tell you? God has never and will never turn a deaf ear to consistent prayer and seeking God's face. He will never deny you. He will never turn you around. Oh, son, right now, 40 minutes. I challenge you, son, for 40 days. I want you to give God 40 minutes of reading the Bible, of praying. And on the 40, you mark it on September the 1st. You begin to believe God that God is going to do some things for you on your 41st day. Come on. Come on tonight. Come on tonight. I'm going to ask you to do something. If you're accepting the challenge, I want you to move up as close to the altar as you can. Move up as close to you. You, you, you students are saying you're accepting the challenge. Is that right? I'm accepting the challenge. Now, come on, move up. Move up as close as you can. As close as you can tonight. As close as you can. I, I am going. I am going. It will start in the morning. I will start my day. I will keep a calendar. I will, I will keep a calendar of it. I, I will give God 40 minutes a day for 40 days. I will bring before God those things that are my thorn in the flesh. I will pray for 40 days straight about thorns that I have in my flesh. Come on, move up as close as you can. If you're accepting the challenge, I want you to move up. There's some space right over here by this door. Feel that space over here because we're going to seal this with God right now. Move as close as you can. I want everybody that wants to come. 40 days. 40 days. I'm taking authority tonight. I'm, I'm going out here on a limb, but I would that every pastor of this district that will accept this challenge of 40 days to join me on the platform right now. If you are a pastor in this district and you will accept the challenge of the 40 days, I want you to come to this platform and stand. Stand with me on this platform. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, if you're here tonight and you are an evangelist and you're accepting this challenge right now, I want you to make your way to this platform right now. For on this Thursday night of the Mississippi camp meeting, we are declaring that we will have our 41st day. We will have our window open. We will have our direction. God will give us clear direction. God will give us clear direction. Thank you, pastors. Thank you, pastors, tonight. Thank you, men of God. Thank you, pastors, tonight. The 41st day. Now, let's just seal it right now. Go ahead and tell God, I accept the challenge. I accept the challenge of the 41st day. It will start tomorrow. It will end on September the 1st.
hallelujah. Come on, let's love him one more time, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I received that challenge from my leader tonight, the Kenneth Carpenter. The Lord spoke to me, and he said, if we will take this challenge, that he is going to restore authority to this district, to the churches, to save our marriages, our children. Hallelujah. To reach our communities, to be a soul winner. Come on, I'm telling you, the devil is trying to steal our faith, steal our hope. But tonight, I'm going to take this challenge and I'm going to, I'm going to get, in, get about my father's business. Amen. I'm fixing to step into kingdom work and I'm going to see God work. I don't know about you, but I'm going to see the salvation of the Lord. I'm going to see a victory in Jesus' name. Come on. I claim my 41st day in Jesus' name. I claim my 41st day. Amen. I'm going to receive, amen, joy, peace, love. God is going to make a way where there seems to be no way. Around our church for years, we have been doing 40 days of fire. But I didn't realize that we've been doing it all wrong. We do our 40 days and we'd stop. Look out. <laughs> Look out, JNCC. After this 40 day, amen, the next day we're going to receive a victory. Hallelujah. Oh, the mighty hand of God is going to be loosed on our church. I believe the mighty hand of God is going to be loosed on this district. We're going to have revival. Come on, we're going to have a mighty revival. Amen. Hallelujah. When we see that commitment, then we're going to see the demonstration in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, it's going to come to pass. And I believe there's people in this place tonight that believes that. My, 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 what a challenge. I don't think I've ever been challenged like that before. Amen, but I'm ready to take it. Brother Mark Bishop, would you come up and dismiss us tonight? We love and appreciate Brother Bishop. Brother uh, Vasquez brought me the total, and the first total he gave me was 34800 $867.91. And then he took it away from him. He handed it back to me. And he said, I'm going to add $133.09. So he made it $35,000 that we raised tonight. So I'm telling you, that's the 41st day. Hallelujah. Come on, we ought to rejoice in Jesus' name. Let's just leave here praising and rejoicing for what God has done in this place tonight. God, we love you. We praise you. We thank you, Lord, for your blessings, for your power, for your demonstration. Thank you for the direction we're receiving, Lord God. Bring us back tomorrow night in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Don't forget our vendors are set up on the other side of the lobby. Also, they have food and refreshments available in the gym. God bless you. Be back tomorrow night, 7 o'clock.